KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Governor Gavin Newsom held his weekly coronavirus news conference from his home on Monday. He says he'll be quarantining after his family had contact with a CHP officer who tested positive for COVID-19. Newsom says he now knows how difficult it is to self-isolate for days at a time. It is a very challenging and trying time, and it's certainly uh, something that uh, is now been brought home quite literally in terms of my own experience just over the course of the last couple of days. Newsom says he was tested on Sunday and it came back negative, but he plans to quarantine for two weeks anyway. The governor also apologized again for not wearing a mask while eating inside at a Napa Valley restaurant with a group of people larger than what the state recommends. Meanwhile, in San Diego County, health officials reported nearly 1,200 new COVID-19 infections yesterday. It's the 13th consecutive day that more than 600 new cases were reported. A record of 1,478 new cases was reported last Saturday. Hospitalizations continue to rise, with 479 currently in the hospital and 142 in intensive care. That's more than double from a month ago. While the CDC recommends people stay home for the holidays to avoid spreading COVID-19, it appears many people are just not. And now booking a plane ticket includes getting a COVID-19 test. Kyle Rudman waited in line for a test at the former USD Electronics Recycling Center, now a testing center. I'm flying to New York City, so I have to get tested and I have to make sure that I'm really safe about everything. Many travelers have opted to get tested before their travels and upon their return before going back to work. It's Tuesday, November 24th. This is San Diego News Matters from KPBS News. I'm Annika Colbert. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. Coronavirus cases are rising in San Diego, but the largest increases are happening in Latinx communities in the South Bay. Latinx account for 60 percent of all cases in San Diego County, while only making up a third of the population. KPBS reporter Shalina Chetlani says for many people in these communities, health has taken a back seat to the stress of putting food on the table. At a food donation stall outside a Sherman Heights home, an elderly man sifts through bags of dried black beans, rice, and onions. Onions are delicious when peeled and paired with a squeeze of lemon, the man says to volunteer Araceli Mauricio. Mauricio says many like this man have relied on these food stalls that have expanded across the South Bay region since the pandemic started. 
porque mucha gente ya perdió su trabajo. Mauricio says a lot of people who come here appreciate this help because they lost their jobs. Unemployment rates in places like National City are nearly double that of Del Mar and Poway. But it's not just unemployment that's surging. Compared to those northern cities, Imperial Beach and Chula Vista have on average three times the coronavirus case rate. She says a lot of people don't like wearing masks, but they still like having gatherings. And there's more. La gente pues está preocupada en la renta, en la comida. Tienen miedo a ir a la, a la clínica. Mauricio says people are too worried about paying their rents or putting food on the table for their children. While they're concerned about their health, they are also scared that going to the clinic could lead to them missing a paycheck. Behind me are the hardest hit zip codes uh, of COVID-19 positive cases in the entire county. Uh, Chula Vista, National City. Christian Ramirez is standing at the top of Grant Hill in Sherman Heights. He's the policy director for the labor union SEIU United Service Workers West. He says the community does have a lot of essential workers and businesses like grocery stores. Those stores keep the economy running, but workers are at high risk for contracting coronavirus. But, he says, those issues are part of a larger problem contributing to COVID cases here. And that's a historical lack of healthcare resources in low-income Latino communities. Not far from here is a, an abandoned hospital, for instance. That's where San Diego General Hospital shut down in 1991. And when you have a, a population of folks who have been left to fend for themselves for a long time without adequate services, then this happens. The Dartmouth Atlas of Healthcare Project found that 87% of the region's 7,000 hospital beds are in the city of San Diego and cities north of San Diego, leaving fewer than 900 total beds in South Bay cities. Ramirez says people in South San Diego County have always figured out a way to persevere, but with the pandemic... We're telling communities, get out there and work, provide for us, but if you get sick, well, good luck to you. I've worked very closely with the South County uh, elected officials. Greg Cox is the outgoing supervisor for District 1, which covers South Bay. County officials say spread is high in this region because of the concentration of essential workers. They also say cross-border traffic may contribute to higher rates. Cox says officials have reached out in Spanish and increased access to testing. We've got over 50 testing sites. On some days, we've had as many as 63 different testing sites. Cox says the county has tried to offer assistance for rent and food. We're doing everything we can. Can we do more? Yeah, we can. Incoming county supervisor Nora Vargas agrees. Vargas is from the district and will be the first Latina woman to hold that seat. She says support must include practical solutions like financial assistance. It means uh, people have better opportunities to access, for instance, CalFresh, the EBT uh, emergency card so that people can have that access to that food right now. Vargas was an executive with Planned Parenthood for 20 years. She says it's important for county leaders to build trust it's not just an email and a text. It's actually getting out there in the community and having conversations. She says people in South Bay who are worried about feeding their families won't be able to focus on their health care, especially if those health care resources are scarce. That was KPBS science and technology reporter Shalina Chetlani.
A judge has denied a request by a group of local businesses to continue indoor operations despite record numbers of coronavirus cases. KPBS reporter Max Rivlin-Nadler tells us the judge found that the risk to public health outweighed the needs of businesses. The lawsuit came from four businesses, including restaurants and gyms, which have to end indoor service under the state's purple tier guidelines. On Monday afternoon, San Diego Superior Court Judge Kenneth J. Medell ruled the state's order has, quote, general support in science and reason, and that the dangers of rolling these measures back outweighs the economic harm caused by them. Shortly after the ruling, County Board of Supervisors Nathan Fletcher and Greg Cox proposed a $20 million relief program for businesses impacted by the move to the purple tier. The board is set to consider this proposal on Wednesday. Meanwhile, Judge Medell set a hearing for next week to listen to further arguments over whether the county's health orders should be rolled back. Father Joe's Villages plans to serve over a thousand Thanksgiving meals on Wednesday to people experiencing homelessness in San Diego. KPBS reporter Jacob Ayer says the organization will also distribute hygiene kits to people who show up for a meal and will hold a 5K fundraiser run. This Thanksgiving will look different at Father Joe's Villages. There will still be turkey, cranberries, and all the trimmings, but the food will be packaged in to-go boxes. Deacon Jim Vargas with Father Joe's Villages says this year's event is also providing safety kits for those who participate. Everyone who comes will walk away with a backpack. The backpack will have hygiene kits, will have PPEs like, like masks and sanitizing. Um, we'll also have an, a, letter, a letter of encouragement. Deacon Vargas says that Father Joe's Villages will have a socially distant 5K run fundraiser on Thanksgiving Day, host a Christmas meal next month, and continue to provide three daily meals to those in need. California wants to eliminate new gas-powered vehicles from the state's roads in 15 years. But that push has not triggered a huge spike in zero-emission vehicle sales yet. Third-quarter numbers show they represent just less than 7% of alternative fuel vehicle sales. That's up from 5% about a year ago. Rob Lapsley is with the California Business Roundtable. The group is critical of the Newsom administration's effort to make all new vehicles zero emission by 2035 as part of the state's climate action goals. Yes, they're up to 6.7% and there is a market for this, but we're not going to reach our goals. And they need to start rethinking that now because it still comes down to how are you going to pay for it? You have to build the infrastructure and they don't even yet talk about how all that's going to get paid for because that's billions and billions and billions of dollars. But supporters of the zero emission by 2035 goal say the electric car market is still growing and incentives would help sales. Coming up on the podcast, restaurants in San Diego have been struggling to survive with repeated COVID-19 shutdowns. Now, many are planning special deliveries and takeouts for Thanksgiving. That story's next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, 
a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. Restaurants are scrambling to figure out how to offer their Thanksgiving meals to customers outdoors or at home. In fact, San Diego restaurants who have never offered meals specifically geared to the holidays are trying to promote special takeouts or deliveries for Thanksgiving. It's all part of an industry trying to use creativity and perseverance to survive multiple coronavirus shutdowns. To talk about what's available this holiday and to catch up with the struggles restaurants are facing, KPBS Midday host Maureen Cavanaugh spoke with San Diego Magazine food writer Troy Johnson. Here's that interview. You know, we we think of the holidays uh, as home celebrations, but actually many restaurants are traditionally booked solid for Thanksgiving, aren't they? Yeah, restaurants traditionally the numbers oscillate, but usually it's about 10% of the American public goes out and decides that doing dishes is just no longer a tenable option for happiness and goes and does Thanksgiving dinner at a restaurant. Well, 10% of Americans, that's a huge amount of people that would flood into these restaurants and they'd be booked out for weeks. It's one of their big boom economic contributors for the year, especially heading into a slow season. You know, this is the wintertime is the slowest season for restaurants. Traditionally, the two things that keep them afloat are Thanksgiving um, dinners and then Christmas parties and New Year's Eve parties. Now, those are all going to be out this year. So restaurants are really counting on this Thanksgiving to kind of buttress the coffers. Right. Uh, Are restaurants offering special Thanksgiving packages to try to lure people either into the restaurant or to, to buy food from the restaurant? Yeah. Everyone has reinvented themselves. Every single restaurateur is now a caterer or an off-premise supplier. You talk about on-premise or off-premise in this industry, right? On-premise is you go to eat at a restaurant and you have drinks and food. Off-premise is catering and to-go orders and that sort of thing. Well, that sector, that to-go sector is doing amazingly well. They're having banner years. What's really struggling are the higher-end restaurants, which depend and are completely built around that dine-in experience with the beautiful chandelier and the nice carpet and the good art and everything else. Those guys just weren't built for this kind of outdoor dining or to go. They are absolutely reinventing their business. I mean, you're seeing, you know, George's, um, which is one of the better restaurants in San Diego. They're doing a three course meal for a really reasonable price, like $75. You have, you know, um, places that really have never even done Thanksgiving dinners, offering them to go. They are all turning into Thanksgiving to go centers right now. Can anybody actually get a Thanksgiving meal delivered to their home? Oh, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of places doing uh, um, delivery. You can get almost every single one of these places that are doing the packages to go. You can also get through either third party vendor apps or they will they have their own delivery systems. Some of them will deliver themselves. Most of them use a third party app. You can get all these, you know, June at Julie and Campfire up in Carlsbad um, are doing a, you know, like three course meal, like 10 pounds smoke roasted bone in beef short ribs and things like that that you can get delivered to your house or go pick it up curbside delivery. You've given us a a sort of a feel for this, but I want to ask you specifically, what is the status of San Diego's restaurant industry now that we're in a second shutdown of indoor dining? 
it's not good. I mean, it's it's one of the most catastrophic things to ever hit our industry. You know, depending on the stats that you look at, Yelp has predicted that 60% of small businesses will close. The in the National Restaurant Association in September said that we've lost about a hundred thousand restaurants. The year-over-year decline in, from in 2020 from 2019 is about 35.24%. Now, when you're talking about a, an industry that makes a 6% on average profit margin, meaning every dollar that comes into the restaurant, they get six cents. That 35% dip in revenue is absolutely catastrophic. We've already seen some closures of some San Diego's, you know, better restaurants, more beloved restaurants, the smaller ones. It's the, the I don't want to paint total doom and gloom. The good thing about this is that restaurateurs had that have been able to survive. I've talked with so many that are adapting their businesses. They are streamlining their businesses. High-end places that never even wanted to do to-go are learning how to do to-go. They are rethinking what was really a non-profitable sector, a really hard sector to make a living in. Restaurant profit margins are notoriously bad. And because of this, they've had to become caterers to go and really streamline their businesses and only offer things that really carry well, that are, you know, um, different menu options that they've never even served because they were just doing dine-in only. You know, a lot of restaurateurs say this has actually been, you know, as long as they survive, you know, really good for their long-term financial success. So you think that some of these changes are forcing fundamental changes in, in the restaurant industry? For sure. Absolutely. And one thing that I love as somebody who's observed restaurant cultures, I think that it's it's bred in empathy among restaurant diners that we've never seen before. When there is the advent of online reviewing, and I'm not going to name any one company specifically, I'm just saying online review sites became caustic. They became so, you know, vitriolic, really. You, you'd see somebody, you know, review a restaurant and it was just a small mom and pop. And they said, oh, we showed up on a Friday night with seven people and they, they wouldn't let us in, but we saw a table in the corner. It's like, you showed up on a Friday night without a reservation. You couldn't get in. And now you're giving this restaurant a one-star review on this website that really drastically affects their business. It had become a culture of bullying small entrepreneurs entrepreneurs and, and mom and pop business owners. And I think now everybody's got that. Everybody is chilled out as a diner. They're not as critical. They don't think their opinion um, or their, their harsh criticism is as valuable anymore. And they realize that these are real human beings who are working on a small profit line, just trying to keep themselves and their people employed. So I think it's just seeing a niceification of our industry, which I think has been long overdue. You know, there are an awful lot of San Diegans, you're absolutely right, uh, that would want to support the restaurant industry, but they too are struggling financially and can't be going out or ordering out for food every day. So what would you suggest that we can do to help local restaurants survive? The most important thing is take care of your family, is to pay your bills. We're all hurting it to a varying degree. You know, you have to take care of your own and make sure that you're, you and your family are okay. And if you don't have the money to go out and support these restaurants, that's okay. What you can do, though, is keep the conversation going. If you do a top 10 dishes that you want to go eat again or places that you love, you know, somebody who may be in a better financial position right now to be able to support these restaurants may see that and go, I'm going to go support that restaurant. You know, so I think that if you just continue the 
you know, this is the place that I'd love to support. This is the reason why I love this restaurant online or just even to your friends, whatever it is, in an email or, you know, you can continue the conversation going because these guys definitely need so much help. The worst thing about this whole COVID and coronavirus is that it affected the places that were really keeping us together. Restaurants, for all their unprofitability, were the one thing that got us off our phones brought us together face to face and kept our community together. And now they, because being together is what's, you know, putting America and the world in danger, they're the ones affected the most. So, I mean, it's, they are far more important to the health of a local community than you can ever imagine. You know, businesses are born in restaurants, you know, uh, families are born in restaurants, relationships are started, friendships are started, whatever it is, you know, and we don't have that anymore. Any of us who've sat at home, you know, and isolated ourselves with maybe a loved one, four loved ones, or you're solo, now are now seeing that vast importance of getting together in a group. So anything we can possibly do. One thing I'd like to add about Thanksgiving is I would urge people to, Think non-traditionally. Don't think about turkey this Thanksgiving. Maybe there's a small ramen shop down the road that, you know, you, you're you going to have a ramen Thanksgiving. And this you'd know it's a small mom and pop could use your help. Don't necessarily just think about turkey and stuffing and cranberry sauce. You know, think about international dishes. Think about anything you can do. Find that local place that you think really needs a little boost and if you have the means and if you're able to do it, you know, do a totally non-traditional ramen or sushi or Mexican or Italian or, you know, Eritrean, you know, Thanksgiving dinner. You know, that would really help. That was Troy Johnson, food writer for the San Diego Magazine, speaking with KPBS Midday Edition host Maureen Cavanaugh. That's it for our podcast today. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com.